This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. This summer, as you search for more and more ways to eat fresh food, how about adding some fruit to your diet? Sometimes known as nature's candy, putting your favorite fruit on the grill or serving it poached could be a nice way to switch up your fruit eating. Or how about going traditional and taking a trip to the farmer's market and making a pie from some fresh blueberries or apples? So today we want to know how you cook with fruit in your kitchen. You can join our conversation with a phone call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 7464 or you can email the show food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Good morning, Kevin. Yes, I'm running. <laughs> well, I love your uh, sunglasses. Thank you. Very nice. Thank Very you. nice. Well, you told me the last time that my future was so bright that I needed to wear shades. <laughs> so I figured I'd show up today with some gorgeous shades. Yes. So uh, do you have a good weekend? I had a fantastic weekend and an even better week, uh, Kevin. I got to hang out with the one and only Rob J at JSU a little bit, and um, that was pretty cool. And I uh, had an opportunity to prepare some really decadent desserts. Uh, one of them uh, was a, a caramel pecan pie. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so that was a big hit. And then I made cheesecake, and so it was, you know, we, we did a little show, and we talked about what we're doing here in the state, and we ate a lot of desserts, and we were all hyped up and talked about, because <laughs> uh, Rob and I grew up together. We went to uh, high school together, so that was a really nice reunion to see him again. All right. Um, I was out in the yard all weekend. Uh, um, Jason Klein, our director of radio, brought his um, his um Chainsaw over, so we t- took down some small trees, but you know, and, and I mowed the lawn that needed to be mowed because it was like knee deep. Uh, and I don't really mind working out in the yard, but I get so paranoid about poison oak and poison ivy that every you know, every time something rushes up against me, I'm all and then immediately you know, run to the shower and scrub down. And, <laughs> and then I, for the next you know, hours, I'm afraid to scratch anywhere because right. I'm afraid I'm going to spread it. Because the couple of times I've had. Uh, poison ivy. It's it's awful. I mean, that's one of those things. It's just and it's just like you just brush up against it, and it can and it can zap you for weeks. So yeah, well, see, I'm very fortunate so far. I haven't had it, uh, Kevin, uh, but my baby brother had it once. We were outside playing around, climbing trees, and for some reason, I climbed the same tree he did. Um, a couple of hours later, uh, he he was just it was miserable watching him and. And so I don't know. It's just terrible. And some people are are not as um, you know affected by it than others. So maybe you're one of the lucky ones that has a high tolerance. Uh, to that, I, I hope so because I love being outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I literally try to plan at least one or two days a week where I'm just outside doing something in nature. So I really hope so because that's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd start off the show. Uh, Java gave me a couple of emails that were sent uh, to the program. The first one is a recipe for fruit soup. Uh, and it's from a listener in Gulfport. It's Grandma Larson's recipe. It has a cup of raisins, a cup of prunes, a package of mixed fruit, two sliced apples, a sliced orange, two sticks of cinnamon, a uh, quarter to third cup of tapioca pearls, and a quarter cup of sugar. Mm. Uh, put water to cover one cup of fruit juice. 
Uh, soak the fruit for 20 minutes, bring to a boil, and simmer for 20 minutes. Add the tapioca and sugar to taste. Uh, bring back uh, to a boil. And it says, Pats, pass down recipes often leave open to interpretation uh, the reason you cooked, uh, in, open to interpret, and the reason you cooked with your parents and did not need a whole lot of extra instructions uh, because you had that uh, guiding hand for you in the kitchen. So um, I guess tapioca pearls are what makes tapioca and pudding. It's going to give that really creamy thing that you're looking for, absolutely. So do you know, is that is that a vegetable? or I mean, I, I mean, I think I've heard tapioca, but I don't really know for sure what it is. Uh, I don't know either, Kevin. That's All a right. that's a great question. We need to find out. But I don't think tapioca would be. Uh, I'm gonna like. Is this your final answer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a vegetable. All right. We, I so I'm check. sure somebody's gonna call in and let right. us know in just a bit. That's right. Tapioca lovers out there, call in and let us know. In the meantime, we do have a computer in here. I'll see uh, when we go to break. Jump on uh, the internet and see if I can't find out. But uh, I know. Um, my mother was a big fan of tapioca pudding, and I, I I think I might have had it a time or two, and it's one of those where it's like, I don't really remember liking it, but I don't really remember hating it either. So Yeah. Um, okay, here's the other one. It is um, a question. I'd like to cut the amount of sugar in my sweet treat recipes. I already do in an apple pie, but what about baking as in sweet doughs and cookies? Will it change their texture? When you travel in Europe, you'll see these beautiful pastries in shop windows that we think are sweet, but they aren't. Absolutely. Well, you know, apples, especially when you're talking about using applesauce, uh, Kevin, is a great way to uh, reduce and use only natural sugars when you're baking. And uh, they will change the texture and that you'll find out your products will be a lot more moist at the end so you don't end up with dry cakes. So absolutely use the um, applesauce. All right. Very good. Uh, so you brought in something that I've not had a chance to sample yet. I, I've got a bowl there waiting for me. And, boy, it was really very attractive. And it looks just like the perfect kind of summery thing because you've got so much uh, f- fresh fruits and vegetables just chock full in there. So if you would uh, tell us what you brought in today. Well, it's actually a rice salad, Kevin. And it's uh, the, the rice is perfectly cooked, a nice bite. It's not uh, overly cooked. You don't want this rice to be mushy. It's got a very, very wonderful texture to it. We've got uh, fresh cherries in here. So I pitted and, you know, sliced cherries. We've got roasted pineapples. We've got um, sweet tomatoes. We've, and tomatoes, by the way, is a fruit. So da-da. And then we've got blueberries. Now here's the kicker. We've, Along with the chives and fresh mint that I added into the rice, Kevin, I decided this morning that we were going to take it over the top. And so I um, did candied bacon and pecans and tossed in. I mean, you can't go wrong. (laughs) And again, violating every rule of broadcasting by eating on the air. And this is the only show where we're allowed to do it. But boy, that is that's so good that the crunch from the. The pecans and the bacon is just delicious. That that really, and it's really fresh. There's there's no additives in here. With the once your rice is done, and you can use brown rice or black rice to do this recipe, especially if you're trying to you know watch your sugar and your starch intakes. Uh, the chives and fresh mint tossed into the rice. There's no butter added in here. There's no oils added into this dish at all. The fruit are sliced in separate bowls and completely drain and make sure you pat them because you don't, because of course cherries will color things and change their colors. My pineapples, I roasted them so that they have a nice little bite to them, Kevin. Um, and then the blueberries are fresh. And then we used to make the salad dressing. I took the 
juice from my uh, pineapple and I added in uh, some roasted uh, peppers and, and onions, a little bit of sugar, and I boiled it down, Kevin, to just a nice uh, simmer. And then that's it. And you just pour it right over. And it's just a pinch. It's about a tablespoon of brown sugar because, of course, you know, the natural pineapple juice is already sweet. So you don't really need the, the, any more sugar to it. But I just added the teaspoon just to give me just a tiny bit of, of thickness. Oh, and there's also a half a teaspoon of, um, of I had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not flour. I don't know, Kevin. We'll think about it later. <laughs> the beauty of uh, being over 50 today. <laughs> but also uh, some uh, blue cheese, I think you said. Oh, yes. And there's, a, of course, you got to have a little cheese. To talk, you know, so a little blue cheese. You can use goat cheese if you like or feta. And this is a really great dish. It pairs really well with um, your fish and chicken, uh, you know, for the summer. You can even serve this as a, you know, just as a main dish if you like, Kevin. But I really like using this as a side dish um, whenever I prepare it. But very very light and, again, such a, a, a great variety of flavor in there. And as, and as I said, uh, the crunchiness of the of the bacon and the nuts really adds a lot to it. So, uh, and, and that's... <clears throat> I've never tasted anything like that before. So Deborah hits another home run, and again, that's why she's got the shades on. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about cooking with fruit today. We want to hear from you. How do you use fruit in the kitchen? Uh, maybe, as we mentioned at the top of the show, a pie or uh, something on the grill. I know that uh, the firmness of a, of a pineapple does well when you grill it on the grill. So we're looking for your phone calls this morning, talking about cooking with fruit. The number is one eight seven seven. MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Okay, so now that my brain has calmed down, Kevin, it's a half a teaspoon of cornstarch, and you okay. whip that right into uh, your mixture, and make sure you whip uh, whisp it really fast because you don't want it to get lumpy, and and then you just uh, put a pinch of salt in, and you just once your dish is done, right before right before you serve it, then you want to just go ahead and um, Pour that over it and then toss it all together. Very good. All right, we need to take a quick break. As we said, uh, phone lines are open, ready for you to uh, join the discussion about cooking with fruit. It's one eight seven seven MPB ring. Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. <clears throat> Today we're talking about cooking with fruit. So we want to know how you use fruit in the kitchen. Give us a call this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Went online to look up. Tapioca is, I guess, more like a grain. Um, let's see. Uh, kind of scanning through here. <laughs> What's that, Bugs Bunny? <laughs> and they are, I see why they're called pearls. They are little sort of white um, white circles, and it looks like, oh, that um, it looks like it's some sort of root uh, thing before it gets made into that. Anyway, so, yeah, it's, it, I would say it's closest to a grain, uh, but is used in, um, in puddings and other things. So uh, interesting there. You can always learn something when you go online. 
We've got some calls pouring in already. Hopefully it'll be a busy show. A lot of folks like to cook with fruit, and we want to hear from you. So we will start in Flowood. Heather has called in today. Good morning, Heather. You're on the air. Hey, good, good morning, morning, Heather. Hi. Go so ahead. I was calling because one of my favorite recipes that I like to do with fruit, and this is perfect for summer, especially with Mississippi, because you can grow those you know, beautiful heirloom tomatoes or find them at the farmer's market. Yes. It's a peach and tomato salad. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so the dressing you make, you just like boil a little sugar with rice wine vinegar and some fennel seed to give it a flavor, and then just dice or wedge uh, peaches and tomatoes in equal measure, and pour that dressing over it. You can add some goat cheese, some onion if you want some bite, oh. sometimes some basil. This is really good, light, great potluck dish. Everybody always really enjoys it every time I make it. So. That sounds absolutely yummy. It does. I can't wait to go home and try that one myself. That's really yeah. great. So w- with the peaches, are you just slicing them naturally? Do you roast them? Are you searing them? What are you doing with your peaches? I just do them raw. I, I use fresh peaches. I don't even peel them, but you could you know, if you wanted to. But I just cut them up you know, raw and put them in there. So it's really easy to make because you're not, you're not really cooking a lot except for the the like syrup kind of dressing that goes over it. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Heather. Great call, Heather. You're welcome. Thanks for kicking us off this morning. And again, you know, that's a key. I think uh, she mentioned in the summertime, want to avoid, uh, you know, excess using of the, well, I mean, sometimes you have to cook things, but the, if, something that you can assemble with a minimum amount of cooking, I guess, make sure that the kitchen does not get too hot. Absolutely. Uh, we've got some open phone lines, by the way. We're talking about cooking with fruit and want to hear how you incorporate fruit when you are in the kitchen. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Up next, we've got Evelyn on the line from Jackson. Good morning, Evelyn. Hey, Evelyn. Good morning. My mother is from Switzerland, and there is a wonderful dish that we eat called Birker muesli. And you take equal parts of uh, oatmeal and Greek yogurt. So uh, my recipe has 100 grams of each, but just regular, you know, just equal parts. And then we mix in, the original recipe calls for whole milk and sweet cream, and I just put in uh, skim milk, slightly less than equal parts. And then you just mix in whatever fruit you got. I like blueberries, blackberries. Uh, I like to add either granola or some type of nut. But I do that the next morning because you're supposed to make this the night before so everything kind of comes together. And I like to grate an apple into it. Not chop the apple, but grate it. Mm -hmm. And then um, sometimes I add a little bit of cinnamon or a little bit of honey and um, I like to slice my bananas in the morning of so they stay, they don't get mushy, you know. But uh, equal parts, uh, oatmeal and Greek yogurt. I get the Kroger brand because it is the highest in protein and the lowest in sugars. And uh, almost equal part of skim milk and then whatever fruits you want and whatever nuts or granola you want. That sounds really good. That's a that's got a lot going on there. So that's a real hearty. Uh, and so primarily as a breakfast food, then I guess, or do you eat it? Uh, I guess you could eat it any time during the day. Well, we eat it for breakfast, but I have seen in Switzerland, I have eaten it any time. <laughs> and you know, they they don't have so much peaches. They have berries, but peaches would be good. Any type of fruit you like, just 
chop it up and throw it in there, let it sit overnight, because the longer it sits, the better it gets. Right. <laughs> yeah, it get, it has a really wonderful creamy creaminess to it, and the children absolutely love it. And again, it's a way, you know, if you want to give your kids a nice cool treat during the summertime, opposed to tons and tons of ice cream, you know, or, or you know, sugary puddings, this is a really great way to go. Evelyn, great call. Thank you so much. Thanks, Evelyn. Good to hear from you. And, you know, that's another thing. We always talk about ways to get your kids kind of involved and active in the kitchen with you. Um, they could slice up the bananas or you could have kind of the basic uh, muesli, uh, muesli, I think she called it, uh, and then let each kid put whatever kind of fruits they want, you know, whatever their favorite one is. So why didn't you tell my mom that when she told me to wash dishes every time I was in the kitchen, Kevin? I mean, it was it was like, no, you're the dishwasher. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. You know, uh, again, it's it's what the first email was, you know, not necessarily having to have a recipe. You had the presence of your parents or parent, you know, putting their hands on you and showing you how to create a wonderful dish. But what they give you is a lifelong memory. So absolutely. And then, you know, too, if you make a trip to the farmer's market, you know, what's what looks good that day? So, and Because I think that's maybe the, the interesting thing about fruit is it, you can probably substitute fairly freely. And if you don't have, you know, peaches, you might put something else in. So uh, but it still tastes good because you're kind of getting all those fruit flavors all mixed together. I always say fruit is the perfect day, Kevin. I mean, you can take fruit everywhere. It doesn't matter if you are doing it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, if you're creating a salad, uh, jams, cakes. I mean, whatever it is, it, fr- candies, ice creams. I mean, it's endless. Fruit truly is the perfect day. We're talking about cooking with fruit this morning. Looking for your input. The number to call is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also email the show. Send it to food at mpbonline dot org. So, Deborah, do you have a favorite fruit to work with in the kitchen? Um, I think my absolute favorite uh, fruit, which was actually in the salad today, is the opal apple. It is a really wonderful bite. Uh, you know, so then I have the options of, again, I can add it to my salads. I can add it to my oatmeal. Um, it makes a wonderful puree uh, to add into my cakes or ice creams. I mean, so apples are one of my favorite. And just, you know, the idea of just my grandmother would slice an apple put it on a plate and give me a little bit of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And that was a snack as a child. So I think it's that, that memory that still connected me to, to apples. You know, I, I was thinking that same thing. Apples with just a little bit of, of uh, peanut butter on there is a great snack. And you know, the other thing about apples is <clears throat> you've got such a wide variety of flavors. You've got the, the yellow delicious apples that are real sweet. And then you go all the way down the spectrum to where you get to the granny Smith with that little bit of tartness. So, yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Well, I don't think I've ever met anybody that doesn't like the crispness, you know, when you bite into a fresh apple, Absolutely. Uh, just the crispness and the juiciness. And again, we talked about this on the show a lot. That whole idea of eating is not just the flavor and, and the, and the scent, but there's that texture and, you know, the texture of an apple is just really good. And I also think it's, um, it really is the connectiveness uh, to who to life. You know, when when you sit down and you are having, especially a fresh bite of food like uh, fresh fruits and vegetables, it is this whole sensation that you really are in a place of wholeness and connected to to the universe and the earth in a very pure way. Back to the phone lines we go. We start again with uh, Zach in Jackson. Good morning, Zach. Hey, Zach. Good morning. How are y'all? We're doing Fantastic. Good. What do you have for us today? 
I was actually wondering if you guys could give me a good recipe for blueberry cobbler. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, actually, there is one in our cookbook, My Delicious Mississippi Life, if you like to uh, go there. But uh, I would ha- be more than happy for us to email you a very quick uh, recipe before the day is over. Just leave your email address with Java, and I'll make sure you get it. All right, uh, Zach, what I'll do is put you on hold, and then, again, yeah, talk to our producer, Java, uh, get the info, and Deborah will uh, will zap that to you. Uh, you know, one of the things that I um, – our backdoor neighbor when I lived in Hattiesburg in, in high school and college – uh, did the Bisquick um, cobbler? Uh, yeah. She used to do it with peach, but and that's I thought that was always very good. And then you know that's the other thing about a cobbler, fairly easy to do, but lots of different recipes. And, and Deborah, I know you brought in a, a number of different cobblers, uh, so I know Zach is going to get a a good uh, recipe sent to him. So of course you know it's it's that uh, Bisquick or you know homemade Bisquick recipe where you can use one cup of flour, you've got one cup of milk, one stick of melted butter, you can add a little pinch of cinnamon and nutmeg, a little bit of salt, and uh, you want to whisk an egg in that and whisk it up really, really, really well together, and then just pour your f- fruit and your fruit juice, uh, even, you know, because if you're going to use the blueberries, I would probably seize them up a little bit with a tiny bit of uh, sugar, and then add that into that, and then let it bake, and that's really quick and easy to make, or like you said, you can just buy the box Bix quick and, and do the same thing, but I like the cobbler's with the grandmama crust on it. You know what I'm talking about? Not the bready kind, but the real rolled out doughy, you know, uh, pie dough crust on top. So Uh, We'll move on next. We've got our friend Kathleen in calling in from Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen. Well, if I can keep my wits about me, I'll actually give you a good recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I call, one time my girlfriend called me back, you forgot this, you forgot that. Um, I've got two real quick ones. One's called carrots and grapes. There is a French name for it, but it behooves me to come up with that right now. It is taking dark grapes, purple or red, seedless. It takes carrots. You can peel or not peel, up to you. I slice them on a diagonal because they cook faster. Get a skillet, some margarine or butter, about two, three tablespoons full. You let that kind of brown. Put the carrots in first. Let them cook a little bit. Kind of crush the grapes. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, you need about quarter cup or half a cup of uh, nuts to about two cups of grapes. You put that in. Let it simmer a little bit. You add a little either honey or molasses, depending on the time of the year. You want it lighter, add the honey. You want it sweeter, add the molasses. And pecans. Right as it stops cooking... And right before you serve, I add just a little squeeze of lemon juice, kind of give it a brightness, mix it up. And the colors are really good. The colors, man, the the colors are really good because the purple and you've got the orange. And kids will eat carrots, point number one. And then you've got, um, I call it drunken apples. Take uh, as many apples as you would put in a pie, four or five. You core them. Peeling is up to you. You can take uh, brown sugar. You kind of stir them lightly. Then you put in um, walnuts this time. And uh, then right before it's finished, you put in a little bit of, well, I use apple brandy, but you can use brandy brandy. And you kind of let it cook in a little bit. If you don't want the alcohol, let it cook a little longer. 
the alcohol cooks out. But it's easy. Each dish takes less than six minutes, and uh, you can freeze them. So you'll have fun with that. All right. Thank you. Good stuff, Kathleen. Thanks uh, for calling in. You know, and, and <clears throat> she mentioned that with the first dish with the carrots, I think that's good because carrots have that natural sweetness, and so that would pair real well, I think, with, with the fruit. Yeah, as, as she was saying that, and of course, you know, I'm always trying to, you know, build ideas, but I was thinking, you know, you got your your carrots and your uh, your um, grapes, uh, and you've seized them down just a little bit, but then it's a wonderful opportunity for you to use some fresh kale, you know, to nicely slice that up and uh, with a little bit of lemon and then maybe just drizzle that with your pecans right on top. And I just toss it up as a really nice salad. And that would that uh, kale would add a nice green color to it. So that's uh... yeah, the color. I'm always looking for the color visual. But then I was thinking that it you don't have to add any salad dressing to it because the grapes themselves are going to produce, you know, this wonderful uh, texture of, of liquid for you. Plus, the, you've got the lemon juice. Just an absolutely wonderful bite. See, now that's why you're an MPB treasure, because here you are, your brain is churning, and you're coming up with a way to add to a <laughs> recipe to kind of take it up another notch. So kudos to you for that. Thank hey, uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we got some calls to get to. Looking for your call as well. We're looking for how you use fruit in the kitchen. So give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Back with more of the show after this. Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about cooking with fruit this morning and looking uh, for your calls, how you use fruit when you are in the kitchen. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. We've got some open phone lines and we've got some folks to get to. We'll start again in Meridian. Andre has called in today. Good morning. You're on the air with us. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm first time caller. I love the show. I was calling to let you know about a recipe for, um, so I, well, I buy a lot of fruit in, in bulk. And um, while it's really fresh, I'll chop it up and then freeze it. I make smoothies out of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of time I make too much smoothies. So what I do is I uh, make a smoothie pie. Oh, oh wow. wow. Tell us about <laughs> that. So, I mean, I, anything can go in there. Like, I, like, I'll put blackberries and blueberries and strawberries and pineapple, and, now, and I'll add coconut milk to make the smoothie. And then what's left over, I'll actually add a little bit of sugar and cornstarch and cook it down and then put it in and make basically a, um, a jam. I'll put it in a, in a baked pie shell. Very good. Wow. It almost sounds like the base of a, a parade cobbler. Uh, you know, so because he's adding the sugar and then a little bit of cornstarch, so that'll give you a nice thickness. And of course, you know, I'm way over the top, so we would have creamed up some cream cheese and folded <laughs> the fresh fruit or that fruit into there, and then uh, toasted up that pie shell, smooth it in there, and chill that, and serve it as a nice, yummy dessert. All right, Andre, good call. Thanks, Thanks. for calling in. You know, that's a great t- thing too. You know, you. You do it as one thing, and then you've got, gosh, I've got these leftover smoothies. You know, what what can I do with them? And to, voila, you've get recreated another dessert. And again, you know, you know that's the fun thing, I think, about recipes and cooking is you can take something, and then if you want to 
up it a notch, make it a little bit on your own. You can think of ways to to uh, just add a, one more element to it and, and change it a little bit and, and make it your own. So that's, I think, a lot of fun. And that's that's one of the great things about everybody getting a kitchen because it's it's a beautiful place to do what humans want to do naturally, and that's be creative. All of us want to be able to, you know, have some that thing that we've done that's ours, and food is a great way to do that. And also, I've said this before, too, but part of the fun for cooking to me is, You've got all these ingredients, and you're chopping and mixing and blending, and and a lot of times during the process, it's not looking like anything that anybody would want to eat. But then it, when it gets all together, it, you know, it's a lot of fun, and there's that sense of accomplishment that, that you know you you put it all together and made something uh, that you like to eat, and then especially when other people compliment you on on food, I think that that's that that's such a good feeling knowing that you you know you're doing something that other people are enjoying. You know, and then it's a great way, what you just said, you know, it looks like it's not going to turn out right, that it could be a mess. These are the teachable moments for your children and even for your own self. Sometimes life will put us in situation that it just doesn't look like it's going to turn out right. This looks like a mess. But if you just keep going, eventually it turns into something really yummy. Very good. Well said. Next online, we've got Linda from Port Gibson. Good morning, Linda. Hey, Linda. Good morning. Good morning. Um, my favorite. Uh, you're kind of nervous. Okay. Try. What kind of fruit do you like in the kitchen? Okay. What about blackberry cobbler? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My mother usually would uh, make a blackberry cobbler, and I have not been able to find. You know. I haven't, I haven't had that goodness since, you know. It was, used, yeah, Linda, used, my, my uh, grandmother would go out in the, we would pick the fresh blackberries. Did you, did you have to do that as well? Uh, yes, pick the blackberries and she would, uh, you know, prepare it and she would use the uh, flour and bake it, and it will be also good. <laughs> All right, uh, Linda, thanks for the call. You know, that's two things. Again, we get so many calls on here. You've talked about it. I've talked about it of memories of childhood and, and just, in you know, things that stick with you these many years later, uh, just fond memories of, of, of good stuff in the kitchen. But also uh, any kind of you pick it thing, it's always good because you're out there, you know, in the hot hush, I got to pick yeah. these blackberries. But then you get a delicious cobbler as the end. You think, well, maybe it was worth it, uh, all that it work we did to get a nice cobbler. Talking about food memories, uh, Kevin, I think the the first time I realized how impactful and how embedded these memories are in our spirits, uh, I did an event and I made a chocolate cake from scratch, the ice in the cake, the whole nine yards. And um, there was a, a lady there and, you know, we were sharing the cake and slice and she stood there and she started crying. And I was like, is it that bad? Oh, my God. <laughs> And she looked at me, she says, this cake tastes like my mother's cake and her mother had been gone for many years. And so, you know, we are always looking for those moments. And so it's it's one of the reasons why I really like to encourage people, you know, at least once or twice a week to sit down and cook a meal and, you know, share it with your children and not, you know, just pass the, you know, the drive through today and just go home and cook a meal because they remember that it's 
is tasting your love and your kindness and your efforts that we never forget that. And we want to continue to pass that on from generation to generation. And then also, if you have a recipe that your parents, your mother maybe cooked in the kitchen, that's connecting then sort of three generations of a family all connected together through food. That sweet potato pie recipe that everybody's trying to get kept. <laughs> my grandmother gave it to her daughters and her daughters, uh, well, my mother shared it with me. So this is, so it's a big stink in the family. Like, why is she the only one with the <laughs> recipe? Um, but then I took the recipe and of course, you know, I tweaked it and added my own love to it. And then I shared it with my daughter. So you're absolutely right. They become generational stories, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter what part of the world you're from, whether you are making fresh jams or, you know, picking berries for a salad or grilling peaches, you know, for a pie. It, they just, it's the food connects us in such an internal way that, um, you know, no matter how old you get, you just don't forget that. You don't forget the love of that. So um, if you go to a farmer's market, uh, what are some ways to make sure that you're getting fruit that's that's ripe and in season? I guess one way is talk to the farmer. Well, you can always talk to the farmer, but the great thing about going to the farmer's market, and especially here in Mississippi, it is from the farm to your table. So you will only be able to get what's in season in the first place. And of course, you know, technology is catching up with some, you know, some of our farmers and ideas. You have the greenhouses where you can do, you know, things that would normally be out of season and you can do them all year round. So we're experiencing some of that. But this time of year here in Mississippi, we're really blessed. You know, we go from the from uh, blackberries to blueberries. You know, we even grow strawberries here. Uh, you know, we have apples. It's just it. Uh, we there are even uh, grapes that are grown here. So there are just so many things, different things that are you know uh, that we have such good ground here in Mississippi. So we have a variety of fresh fruits and vegetables all the time. And um, <clears throat> you know, one of the fruits I like that I've been really eating a lot of recently, and that is watermelon. And sometimes uh, I eat such a big lunch that I get home and I'm not really that hungry, but I feel like I need to eat something, or I'm afraid I'm going to snack late at night and that's not good. So I've been going to uh, just get some fresh uh, watermelon, you know, chop up some watermelon and just have that as my dinner. And again, to me, it's just so delicious and that way you're satisfied. And so I don't, I don't snack, I don't eat any cookies or whatever. Uh, And, and, and hopefully it's a, it's a little bit, well, I know it's a lot more healthy <laughs> than going to the drive-through for sure. <laughs> a- absolutely, and you're and again. You, when you said watermelon, you just you brought back some uh, fun summertime memories for me. My grandfather raised watermelons, and so he would take them to market, and he would mark certain ones with an X. Those were the ones we were not supposed to touch and eat, right? <laughs> Of course, Kevin, every now and then I would get in a little trouble because, you know, it was and it was getting that piece out of the middle. We call it the heart of the watermelon. So you break the watermelon and I'd hide in the field and I'm with my brothers and we're eating watermelon right out of the rhyme, right out of the field. And it was just such a, you know, an incredible memory. But you're right. It's a great way to cut back on calories. Uh, Watermelon is over 90 percent of just water, uh, but it's so yummy. And then you have the natural sugars that are there so you have really sweet watermelons of course smith county watermelons uh you know is is uh, really popular here in the state of mississippi so it's a great way to uh cut back on calories to stay cool because again you can make smoothies with them you can make ice cream with them and you can just slice them and i like to sprinkle them with just a tiny bit of uh salt uh, mm-hmm. kevin 
uh, yeah, that's the way we grew up with it. And I've, that's the way flavors interact. It's always interesting to me. I think a lot of people, when we first say, you know, salt on fruit, but it, it is amazing the way it brings out the sweetness oh, yeah. of the of the, yeah. uh, of the fruit. We've got some open phone lines. We're talking about cooking with fruit this morning. So how do you use fruit when you go to the kitchen? Let's take our final break this hour. We're looking for your phone calls. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. We've got some open phone lines. How do you cook with fruit? Let us know. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're cooking with fruit this morning and looking for your input today. Give us a phone call and let us know what fruit you like to use in the kitchen. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. Uh, I think we might have mentioned, but you know, uh, most people think a tomato is a vegetable, but technically it is a fruit, so it counts in our discussion this morning. And uh, one of the light summer salads that I like, a friend of mine uh, who lives in North Carolina made it. It's um, cucumber and tomato salad. Oh, so it's cucumbers yeah. and tomatoes, and I think there was a little bit of onion, and then with kind of a savory kind of a very simple dressing, but that's uh, that's real tasty. And again, that's a nice light salad, something that's great uh, for the summertime. That's a Mississippi good salad, Kevin. Uh, the fresh cucumbers and tomatoes, and it was, uh, when we were growing up, it was just a sprinkle of pepper, salt, and you'd use some vinegar, and that was it. And you'd toss it up, mm-hmm. and you would eat that. And, and that's the beautiful thing about this time of year. You can eat tons of fruits and vegetables, and for those who are, you know, going... Uh, enjoying the vegan lifestyle and never miss a beat, you know, whether it's, you know, your pea variety here in the state, black eyed peas. I remember as a kid, uh, my fingers would be purple from shelling purple whole peas. <laughs> you know, you got your lima beans, you got fresh corn and okra. I mean, there's just so many wonderful things. And you can prepare all those uh, side items and put them on a table and and nobody would ever ask you where the meat is, Kevin. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we've got some phone calls coming in, but I thought we could talk about uh, different ways to prepare fruits, and you could kind of give us the the one on one on on the different ways. First of all, uh, grilled fruit we talked about. I guess the one thing I think of is pineapples, but that's not all. But I guess if you're grilling fruit, you would want something that's a little more substance to it because it's got to stay on the grill. Well, you're talking about peaches. Apples, uh, you can, you, of course, your uh, pineapples, Kevin. And th- just to give you a quick visual, so you got your pineapples, your pineapple rings, and uh, what you want to do is you want to wrap them in a little bit of Canadian bacon, um, and just you know wrap the circle in Canadian bacon, sear it on both sides, and then once it's seared on both sides, just add a tiny bit of provolone cheese right Ooh, across boy. the top. Just mm-hmm. a <laughs> just a really wonderful bite. So yeah. Absolutely. This is a, a great time of year to, to, you know, pull out all those really uh, wonderful fruit and uh, and grill them up. And, you know, certain varieties of plums really uh, you want to get a little char on them, you know, while you're barbecuing. And the great thing about, again, fruit, it is the perfect date because it pairs well with no matter what your meat variety is or your wine variety. If you're serving dinner, they work well with salads. And as we found out today, they work well with rices and pastas. So absolutely. You, I, we had not talked about plums, but you had just mentioned those, and that reminds me the the idea of fresh uh, plums and especially peaches. Though what I love when you get a nice fresh peach is that you can just twist it in half 
and oh, it'll come nice apart. Juicy. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. good. The Georgia peaches are my favorite. So a- absolutely, and, you know, a lot of t- and the and the wonderful thing about uh, fruit f- from the very firm state until it's very soft. You can use the entire thing, but just in different ways. When they start to, for me, to kind of soften a little bit, you know, or maybe brown in some places, this is a great time now to think about making your jams uh, because now you can boil those fruit down and uh, create, you know, just peach jam, strawberry jams, uh, you know, plum jams. It doesn't really matter. You can take, or, or Kevin, you can, you know, put them in your containers and um, uh, the peels from your fruit, uh, find you some old wine bottles or old containers, add a little sugar and water, and just kind of set them aside, especially this time of year. By Christmas, you've got nice little treats to share with your friends. All right. Got another caller to get to, so we welcome Charlotte from Cleveland to the show. Good morning, Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte. Good morning. Uh, I would like to share. Uh, I'm driving, and I can have it with me, but... Uh, my mom, uh, who's in the nursing home, I have all of her cookbooks and recipes. And when we were children, she used to make us uh, strawberry jam from seeds. And a um, package of strawberry jello is in the recipe. And you can Google for the recipe. It's really simple. But the figs give the exact texture um, of strawberries. It's really good. All right, that sounds good. So that's a, a, a fig preserve but with a little bit of strawberry taste. Oh, my mom's going to die now because she thought she had corn at the market on that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tell nobody what this is. <laughs> but ab- she's absolutely right. Um, the, the figs are the great strawberries disguise. And so even when you're buying your... Uh, preserves out of the store, you may want to read, you know, the back of the packet. And what you may find is that the strawberries may have been substituted for figs. So absolutely. All right. So we were talking a little bit about uh, ways to prepare fruit. Uh, what about poaching? What is poaching exactly? Well, it's, it's, um, so you've heard of a poached egg. Mm-hmm. It's the same technique, except you're doing that with fruit, Kevin. And you want to kind of seize it up. You don't want to boil it, but you just want to steep it in water just a little bit. And so, for instance, if I was going to slice a peach, a peach and uh, poach it just so it softens a little bit and, you know, so that the texture is going to be better. And then if you can imagine once it's done to let it cool a little bit, a scoop of creamed mascarpone, what maybe add it because I love uh, mint, a little bit of fresh mint and a sprinkle of cinnamon right on top of that. And just a wonderful bite. So it's a water bath, but as you say, not yeah. quite to a boil. Exactly. All right. Uh, and then stewing, I guess, is a similar, but it's maybe further but along the, in the right, process. The, tex- the texture is uh, a lot uh, thinner or softer. Absolutely, the same. Th- so, if you think about stewed tomatoes, you think about uh, you know stewed plums. The same idea. All right. We've got a, a little bit of time left if you'd like to work in a phone call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. What about a puree? Well, it's just what it says it is, Kevin. It it is uh, it's almost, for lack of better words, it looks like baby food. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you you so that's where you can uh, now take your blender at home. And, you know, just have some fun, push that button and watch it just disintegrate to almost nothing. And again, there you're kind of chopping up the fruit. But again, you don't want to get it to where it's lost all of its pulpiness. Maybe it's, it's well, kind it of depends thicker. On, it depends on what you are using it, what, what dish that you are preparing it for. For instance, um, 
when I thought about a parade instantly, I would uh, think about using those pineapples we were talking about and creating, uh, adding again a little bit of mint. And because fruit pair well with so many different spices, let's go ahead and add a a little bit of clove in there maybe or a little bit of uh, black pepper. And then you want to uh, use the puree uh, and then grill you some simon. Mm-hmm. And then you want to kind of label that in your plate and then place your simon on top of that. And you've got a really nice bite. It's fresh. You know, you've got, uh, you know, some grilled simon and you've got a pineapple puree underneath. It's just or or label a little bit right across the top. All right. Um, and one thing <clears throat> that my uh, sister-in-law's mother used to make um, was ambrosia. What is ambrosia exactly? It's it, like a fruit salad, I guess. It is. And it's and it's always reminds me of the holidays. Every time mm-hmm. I hear the word ambrosia, I think Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those wonderful salads that we uh, loved on the Christmas holidays. And it usually has walnuts and raisins uh, and or, or and pecans because I'm a true southern girl. And you may find some apples in there. And it's tossed up a so little bit of celery sometimes to give, you know, a little... Uh, kind of savory bite to it, but it's a wonderful, wonderful holiday pudding. And then maybe, too, some coconut? You can add coconut in it. And, and I think uh, my sister-in-law's mother white chocolate, if you like. Put, uh, put a little orange juice in there as yeah, well. So. Yeah. And again, that I, you know, that, and but that's how I remember it was. It was around Christmas time, but that would be something again that you could do during the summertime. And it's again, it's a nice light uh, salad, a starter. And as you mentioned earlier, a lot of these things are good salads, but they could really, especially for a, you know. A, a hot time uh, summer meal, you could make it the main course. A- absolutely. You know, and um, especially here, you know, in the South, it's, it gets extremely hot sometimes. So I don't want to be in the kitchen, you know, and everybody else is under the air conditioner <laughs> watching television. So, you know, preparing salads, and it only takes a few minutes, or you can prepare them the night before. And, uh, you know, because sometimes you want to make sure that they're nice and chill, cold, you know. And then the other thing is you have to be very careful when you're using leafy, um, you know, vegetables in your salads. You don't want to prepare them the night before. And and it's too cool because you'll wither the leaves up. I always like things to be bright, fresh, and beautiful. So, you know, you want to use your kale uh, or your lettuce. Romaine is a nice bite. Do it, spring lettuce. Do it the day of, not the night before, because you don't want wilt, wilted salads. All right. <clears throat> so we've got about a minute and a half left. Um, any tips on making uh, preserves or jams or jellies? Well, Kevin, actually, um, when I leave here today, I'm going, uh, when I get settled today, we're making a cherry uh, preserve. So um, I bought a lot of uh, uh, cherries over the weekend because they were on sale. And so what we're going to do is we're going to poach these uh, cherries down. And then what I'm going to do is uh, drain the liquid off. I'm going to puree those cherries, and then we're going to add our sugar in, and I'm going to cook that down a little bit more. And then I have some secret spices that I'm going to use, but I also use a little bit of uh, lemon juice and orange juice in this particular recipe. And uh, then, of course, your sheer gel. And making preserves is so easy, you know, and it's a wonderful way not to throw away fruit. You know, if you've got a little bit left, you can just make a jar of preserves, you know, for the the, the next Sunday or whatever, instead of just throwing things out because you think they've wilted. 
One other thing that I just thought of, and I don't know why this popped into my head, but <clears throat> another thing to think about when cooking with fruit, and that is the idea of zest uh, with your citrus. I know I, Blue Apron does that a lot, and you, for, you know it's when you take the 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 the, uh, the skin off of there, and you, a lot of times you think, well, th- how would this add? To, but it's amazing to me what a nice fresh bite that that adds to uh, to your food. Your whether you're using your lemons, your limes, or your orange zest, they always add a nice bite. Uh, and especially when you're talking about adding them to your fish products. All right. That's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from your our listeners. The show is produced by Java Chapman. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. That's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.